You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 157. You got to go into it knowing that you yourself have to do what it takes to make it work for yourself. Does that make sense? Like for some people, like, you know, if they're very good at social media and, you know, you you also kind of got to find your strengths and what you're good at. If that's the route that you want to take, then totally just take that route and crush it and just do everything that you can to make it work. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to another episode of Wholesaling Inc. This is Cody Hoffheim, and I will be hosting today's podcast episode. And I'm super excited to be doing this episode, especially because this individual that we're going to be interviewing is right here in my own backyard, an amazing wholesaler. And there's going to be so much value, so much liquid gold, as we'd call it, that is going to be delivered on this episode. So each and every one of you listening to this uh, podcast today, I want you to really take out a piece of paper, take out a pen, and get ready to jot down some gold nuggets that you can take action on and implement in your business today. Today, we have Brian Martineau from Salt Lake City, Utah. He's married, has two children. And here's the good thing. Listen to this. Since September, this guy has done 23 wholesale deals, which is absolutely amazing. We're going to be deep diving a deal that is going to be a great assignment fee that they were able to make, but we're going to deep dive more importantly, the mindset of here we are when everyone thinks we're in a hyper competitive market of Salt Lake City, Utah. There's a ton of wholesalers. So there's going to be just so much value. So get ready. Brian, my man. Hey, how the heck are you, brother? What's up, Cody? Let's break this down. Things are going well. My smiles from ear to ears. And I'm talking about your introduction, 23 deals since September. My man, talk to me. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, hey, man, first of all, thanks for having me on. This is a big honor to be talking to you. But yeah, so where do we start? Where do we want to start? Well, catch us up. Give us maybe fill in the details a little bit of what got you into wholesaling in the first place. And then maybe share even like the reality of the real struggles even that you went through and how you were able to overcome them. And now here you are doing 23 deals in the last handful of months. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I was working for the University of Utah right here in Salt Lake in the uh, hospital, in the hospital field of things. I was working as an endoscopy technician, making about $18 an hour. And so an endoscopy technician... yeah, it's a, someone that assists gastroenterologists with colonoscopies, and it was just not the greatest kind of job for somebody like me. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember it was uh, 2017. We were my wife and I were getting our taxes done, and uh, she was pregnant with our second child. And uh, I, you know, I pulled up my W two for my earnings for 2016, and it was a little over thirty thousand dollars for the family for for my earnings for that previous year. At that point, I had this huge 
you know, like aha moment where I was like, Hey, I am not going to be able to support this family or ever have the freedom that I want if I'm going to continue this job. So wow. anyways, I started kind of, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyways, I started, uh, looking into wholesaling and actually before that I was looking into real estate, you know, I, I joined a course here to, to get my real estate license. And anyways, I, I started listening to some podcasts and stuff like that to kind of get me going in that direction. Cause I kind of knew that, you know, I had a couple of friends that were kind of getting into a real estate that got the real estate license and, and they were buying some rental properties and stuff like that. I was like, Hey, I want to do that. So anyways, I started some podcasts came across, it actually wasn't a wholesale ink podcast. It was bigger pockets. And uh, Tom Kroll was on there and, you know, his energy and <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about, right? I always say in a, like a caffeinated beverage that you just dropped on the ground and it's ready to explode. Exactly. No, it was. He was very different. I mean, I had been listening to podcasts, you know, every day on the, on the train ride to work. And, but this one was different. Like how he made, I think he did a hundred deals in his first year and, it was just, you know, like it blew my mind about how this guy was doing so well. And these, you know, like I didn't even know what wholesaling was really, how you were able to buy a property and resell it for a lot. And I was just, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I think I can do this. If this guy can do this, I can do this. So true. So, you say that with a laugh, but everyone has said this to Tom and Tom takes this with a smile when we say, man, if this guy can do it, I yeah, can do I, this. And I don't mean that with any disrespect at all. It's just, oh, you know, like take it with disrespect. He'd be laughing with you right now. No. Yeah. No. I, and that's, the, that's the thing is it was something that I felt like, Hey man, I can do this. Like if he can do it, I can do it. You know? I love it. So anyways, I, I looked him up online and I joined the course and I thought, okay, I sent out my first mailer and nothing happened. Oh. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Oh. So I, I was like, okay, so I'm going to start doing what they told me. And I did the whole course and I was struggling for my first few months, honestly. Like I, I didn't really have the right mindset. I was more in this like competition thinking like, well, maybe Salt Lake's just too saturated. Maybe I should go out to Boise, Idaho or <laughs> Wyoming or, you know, I always, I was just thinking that the grass was greener on the other side. Well, so tell me more about this. Cause here you say like, I want to know the, this is what people need to be prepared for, right? When they get into wholesaling is it's not all unicorns and rainbows. There is a lot of hard work that's put into this. It, it's not easy. It's simple well, because the processes are simple, but it's not easy. So how, like how real was this? Did you feel like you're not being able to do deals or do you think it's more of just you were your own worst enemy, you were in your way, or did you really feel like it was the market that was putting a constraint on you? Initially it was. Initially I thought that. Initially I was like, hey, you know what? I'm sending out, I was sending out like $800 worth of mail every single month and I wasn't getting anywhere. You know, like I was just, I was struggling. I was like, man, maybe this isn't the right thing for me because, you know, here I am making 18 bucks an hour. I have another child on the way. I just barely got, you know, like I was completing my real estate license and I was just like, you know, I don't know if I can afford this. I can, I don't know if I can keep going on. Anyways, because I had the wrong mindset that there's just no deals here and I wasn't really you know, like hunkering down and I wasn't sharpening my negotiation skills. I was just kind of like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is how it's going to be done. And I, and I wanted it to just be easy. You know, I wanted it to be easy, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't going to be easy. Everything that was telling me is like, Hey, you either, you either are going to kind of have to, you know, get some grit and do this, whatever it takes, or you probably will maybe just have to go back to your old job. And so I much currently value. during this, so no, yeah. value, Brian, because I'm sitting here thinking how many times maybe people are thinking, oh, this is easy. Like they hear the good story, right? Of maybe even this deal we're going to be talking about today, but they hear this good story and they're like, oh man, I'm going to do this. 
but it's tough. It's absolutely it's, tough. It's kind of in- interesting. It's easy, but it's tough. It's sure. it's easy in the sense of like, here's your steps. Now do them, you know? And then you get out there and you're like, well, I kind of don't want to really talk to this person. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. And, you know, you think you think like these people are just going to like completely trust you right from the get go and the deal are just, it's just going to be there. And it's not. You've got to do your reading. You've got to you've got to do what it takes for yourself to make the deal happen, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah Whatever yeah. it takes. I love it. I love it. if you want life to get better. I always quote this as Tony Robbins. If you want life to get better, it's you that has to get better. If you want life to change, it's you that has to change. And ever since I've heard that, I've always thought man, if I want something to change or if I want something to get better, it's me that has to change. It's me that has to get better. And every time I do that, voila, like the magic, the magic sauce starts to happen. Of course. Yeah. Well, so let's... anyways, a few months went by and I wasn't getting anything done. And come August, I remember I, I even like messaged you on Facebook on, and I was like, Cody, hey man, help me out. I'm going to keep calling you until you call me back. You know, you're right <laughs> here in my backyard. Give me some secrets. Give me some, you know what I mean? So anyways, I, uh, I was kind of feeling a little bit desperate. Anyways, one day I, I, I don't know how, do you want to keep going? Should we just keep going with my story or? Yeah, no, I love this because this is now during the time that you're having a second child and now it's like, it's on time. Like it's like, I've got to do something. Yep, exactly. So that's what happened. That's kind of where the story leads. August 10th, our child, our second child is born and my life all of a sudden completely changed because the first thing is that my wife was no longer going to be able to work. I mean, like she, we were able to kind of make it, ma- you know, manage it a little bit with, with kind of using my in-laws as kind of babysitters, you know, uh-huh. so that my wife could work, but you know, two children, you know, there's no way we can ask them to do that anymore. And babysitting is just is a crazy amount of money. So anyways, I'm like, okay, there's gotta be something that's going to happen or we're going to lose our house and we're going <laughs> to, so wow. I, was, I was kind of freaking out a lot of sleepless nights and, Anyways, it come one day, I was like, hey, you know what? Um, we have some money in savings. I, you know, I was talking to my wife and I was like, we have some money in savings. I am just going to do this or we're going to die. You know, like <laughs> we're going to make this happen. Wow. So anyways, I was like, I got to figure something out. I can't really afford this marketing anymore. So I'm going to start reaching out to some people to see if they can help me out. So I remember that a buddy of mine, Clay Rockwood, we yep. met up at the summit here in Salt Lake. Try and- member. Yeah, he's a tribe member, and and uh, we you know we met up here in Salt Lake, and we had kept in contact. And in about August, you know, I reached back out to him. I was like, "Hey, what's going on? Let's you know." Actually, he reached he reached out to me. We kind of almost reached out together at the same time, and we ended up going to lunch. We went to lunch, and we decided, you know, like, hey, we might be a good fit for each other because he had like three businesses running, and yeah. And I'm like, you know what? If you can do the marketing, I'll I'll do all the legwork, and I think we got something good going on. So anyways, uh, we decided to do that for a while and we uh, ended up, you know, meshing really well together and we ended up be at first it was a 70-30 split, but then, you know, as as we got our first few deals in in line, we ended up deciding to be 50-50. Man, so partners and so good. We upped our marketing and yeah, so that's kind of what happened, man. It was uh it was kind of one thing after another and and here we are today. We uh Made a little over $350,000 since September of last year. And wow, we're doing pretty well. Brian, my man, like I already want to ring the victory bell, but I'm going to. You're going to get it too today, okay? We're going to do one for the, hold on. All right. My man, so already out of the gates, here's what I love about this story so far. Like your back is up against the wall. You don't know what to do. 
but you still keep pushing. Rhinos keep charging, and you you meet up with Clay. You guys partner up. You show each other the value that you have together, and here you are now doing incredible numbers, by the way, and the number of deals you've done since September is just amazing, and 2018 is going to look bright for you. I just love this. It's perseverance at its best. I love hearing this story because Sometimes we do better when our back's against the wall, when it's like, oh, man, it's this or nothing. Like, I have nothing, no other choice. This is all I can do. And look what you did. You found the way to make it work. And I absolutely love this story. This is already amazing. And for everyone listening, it may not come easy, but I'm telling you, if you will get past the little hurdles, the little trials, the struggles, the challenges, it can be one of the most rewarding businesses that you can ever be a part of. Would you agree with that, Brian? Of course. Yeah, no, I totally agree. 100%. Okay, well, let's deep dive a deal. Let's give them the no fluff, no BS zone. Let's go right to the meat and potatoes of this deal. We're going to be talking about one where it's a huge assignment. I'm going to save it for the very end. Brian will share that. But let's deep dive where this deal came from in forms of what marketing channel were you using? Maybe what list were were you going after? And how did this phone call sound? Okay, sure. So um, let me see if I can remember. That was actually our second deal. (laughs) Yeah, let's see. Okay, so it was back in September. Yeah, it was like our second deal that we had. We get a phone call from a guy down in Provo, so a neighboring city to Salt Lake. And oh, and then just to back up a little bit. So we were marketing, we were spending uh, around $1,500 to $2,000 a week. Okay. We get this phone call from a guy and he, uh, this older gentleman, and he said, uh, I just inherited a property from my dad who passed away. And so it was me and my two other sisters that, you know, we own this property and we just, you know, like we, we just like to cash out. And I was like, okay, well tell me, you know, follow the script, whatever. And tell me the condition of the property told me it's, I haven't touched it in years. His nephew was living there and his nephew is moving out. And, uh, and it, you know, like it, it has old shag carpet and like, it just needs a lot of work. So, uh, you know, beforehand, I had already kind of ran a little bit of comps in the area and and homes in the area were selling for around 210 to 220. So anyways, I kind of had a ballpark estimate of what the ARV was going to be. And anyways, following the script, I, you know, like I knew I needed to get it out of him, you know, because also at this time, I had just barely read a book called The Book on Negotiating Real Estate. Uh-huh. This is amazing. Love that book. I've read it twice now. And it's just, it's awesome for anybody that wants to sharpen their negotiation skills you know, getting the best discount. But anyways, I was talking to the guy and I was like, Hey, Hey, uh, uh, I think, I think his name was like Roger or something. I was like, Hey Roger, Hey, you know, if, uh, what are you, what are you looking to get out of this property? You know, if I can pay all cash, all the closing costs, no realtor commissions. And he's like, I don't know. I mean, you tell me you're the expert. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll just be completely transparent with you, Roger. I mean, if you, if you were to put the money into this property, fix it up, you know, put all the work in and time and effort and energy, Spent, you could probably get around 220000 for this property, 210 to 220 And he's like, well, here's the thing is I don't want to fix it up. I just kind of want to be done with it. And I was like, all right, well, if that's the case, tell me, hey, what's the property worth to you? What do you want for it? And he said, I don't know. How does 100000 sound? And I was like, uh. <laughs> Did you say 100000 Is that what he said? He said 100000 Yeah. Wow. I said, Wow, um, I don't know. You know, still kind of being apprehensive. I'll have to take a look at the property and make sure it's a, you know something that we want to pursue. But inside, I was like jumping up and down because I knew it was going to be our second deal, and I was like, already, it's already kind of ringing the victory bell in my head. Sure. 
anyways, I was like, you know, I'll meet you at the property today. Let's see what the property looks like. So I drove down there. He met me at the property. It did. It needed a lot of work. Um, probably maybe, I don't know, it was like $50,000, $60,000 worth of work. But he walked me through the property and it was completely, you know, a lot of junk left behind by his nephew, a lot of, you know, an RV home, lawnmowers, broken down, everything in the yard. And wow. it was going to be a lot to clean up. But then I said, look, Roger, hey, and this was, you know, in the, in the book on negotiating real estate, it says to always ask for a concession, even if it's a good deal. Then I remembered that at that moment. And I said, you know, like, uh, hey, Roger, you know, I'll tell you what, you want $100,000 for this property, correct? And he said, yes. And I said, all right, I'll tell you what, if you can clean out all this garbage, get it all cleaned out for me, I think we can make that happen. And he said, okay, I think we can do that. So he ended up cleaning all the garbage out and cleaned it all up for me. And uh, it was an empty shell. Ready to go. Ready to go. You clean know, to slate, showing. clean canvas clean for the painter. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So we we blasted it out to our cash buyers list, and we got an offer at 158, and that was our second deal. Whoa, my man! So let's ring the victory bell. So you put it under <laughs> contract for a hundred thousand dollars, and then you send it out to cash buyers. They make an offer of 158 for a fifty-eight thousand dollar assignment. Is that right? That's correct. That was our second deal. All right. So, Brian, so much things that I have to hurry and recap real quick because you shared so much good knowledge right there that everyone needs to make sure they're writing this down. So, first and foremost, he's on the phone with the seller. They've just inherited the home, so it probably went through probate or it was just maybe something like a trust sale. But regardless, on the phone, they don't want it. And Brian did a perfect job here. Just listen to him. And he could tell instantly they wanted to get rid of it. They no longer wanted it. It does need a lot of work. And here was another good point that I want to point out. And and that is he waited for this gentleman to say his price. We always talk about he who says the price first loses. And so Brian did a great job. And here's another reason why I love you, Brian, is you are a truth teller and a truth seeker. Right out of the gates, he tells this gentleman, listen, if you did all the fix up, you did everything, you could probably list this home around $220,000. So many times I get the question from a lot of individuals saying, well, what do I do? Like, do I go in there and then I'm just going to, do I just lie to them and tell them that this is going on, this is going on? I'm like, no, you never lie. That's the best part is you be a truth teller. So just like Brian said, he went to him with the truth. He's told him, this home is worth 220 if you fix it up. And because he told the truth, listen, he still got the deal. The guy says, I don't want to fix it up. That's more than I can handle. And he says, okay, so tell me, what can I, what do you want for this home? And he says, I don't know, probably like $100,000. I love that you did that. And then first of all, when you got the price, you didn't just go with it. So this is so much value, Brian. And I know you know this, but I want to make sure our listeners are listening to this. He didn't just say, okay, 100,000, see you there, let's sign it. No, he went out there apprehensive, went through the property, and then still asked for concession. Listen, if we could have this all cleaned up and all gutted, yes, I think I can make $100,000 work. It makes it a complete win-win at this point because now of course. it feels like they're getting something from each side. So I absolutely love this, Brian, and I hope each one of you wrote down the value that was behind that whole entire role play with 
this gentleman that sold his home for $100,000 to Brian. Yeah, and that's the thing, Cody, is that I'm just backing up a little bit. You know, I I'd highly recommend the book on negotiating real estate. It'll it's a game changer. It was a game changer Who's for me. I read it. Book? I actually don't remember. I can look it up really fast, but I don't remember honestly. We'll pull it up. But anyways, I'll put it in I, the show I you know like for him. Sure, yeah. But you know, I was talking to the guy and and it ended up being, you know, in the book it says ask for a concession. Always ask for a concession even if it's a good deal. And you know, oh okay, that's where I was going. So you know, like he he was saying, well, what you tell me, you're the expert. So like, yes, I, I'm a I'm a real estate agent by this time. I was able to look up comps and and pull comps very easily and, and give them an accurate, truthful answer about what I believe it would be worth after it's fixed up. At which point, and I could have then just said, "Listen, I, I'll give you one hundred and sixty thousand dollars." And I and at that point, we didn't have a, a very big cash buyers list, and I honestly feel like we could probably have sold it for like. 170 now with our 175, maybe with our bigger cash buyers list. But at the time we had like 183 people. But anyways, at that point I I left 60 grand on the table, but after having read that book and after, you know, your guys' your, your modules and everything that I learned, you know, like don't try everything you can to get them to say the offer first. And that's what I did. So I, you know, like, yeah. So, you know, like I would have just left 60 grand on the table. I maybe would have made five grand as an assignment fee. And that would have been the end of that. But I knew that I had to get him to tell me a price first. Does that make sense? So I love it. I love it. This is exactly, exactly how you should have done it. I mean, this role play, this, this deal that we just talked about was structured perfect and you did an amazing job. And that's why there's so much value for our listeners. Cause that's a learning curve. Those are some of the things that takes maybe two, three, four, five, six, ten deals down the road before you actually start catching on to how you need to go in there and negotiate with individuals. And you just shared all of that value to all the even beginning listeners that are just here for the first time learning sure, about yeah. what wholesaling is out of the gates. They'll know, man, that makes sense. So incredible, incredible, incredible job. And ultimately a $58,000 payday to you, which is absolutely amazing. You've got 23 deals since September. The future looks bright. You're staying consistent. Um, if you were to maybe tie it up in a nutshell here and, and give some of our new listeners, maybe people that are just getting into wholesaling or people that haven't really put much thought into it, if you were to speak to them and say, hey, if I was doing it all over again, I would make sure that this was in place or I would have done this, what would that have been? Yeah, if I were to start over again, I would... I think I did it perfect. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, I think that it definitely, you got to go into it knowing that you yourself have to do what it takes to make it work for yourself. Does that make sense? Like for some people, like, you know, if they're very good at social media and, you know, like you, you also kind of got to find your strengths and what you're good at. If that's the route that you want to take, then totally just take that route and crush it and just do everything that you can to make it work. And, and I love what Brent Daniels, you know, in his modules, he says, start your day at zero and you got to like mentally, and I have to do this still, even though like we're doing pretty well, like you still have to come into the office and tell yourself, Hey, you know, you got to almost kind of put your, yourself in a mindset of like, there's $0 in the bank. You got zero deals, zero deals under contract and start with that. Because if you really do have that mindset, you know, like as I did when I started back in August, or, you know, like when, when I was going broke, like I, I needed to make it happen or I was going to die. You know, like yeah, <laughs> I was going yeah. to go broke. So if you can truthfully have that mindset to, to make it work for yourself, then you're going to make it work. So that's, I, I think that that's 
I, I don't know what I would say. I, that's basically the advice I'd tell anybody um, that's so starting good. out now. You know, like like I see people that still have their their comfort job and they still want to just kind of maybe dabble their toes in in this whole thing in wholesaling or real estate or whatever they want to do, and they'd never really make it work. You yeah. know, so. I feel Dabbling like if you're going to do it, it done. <laughs> figure it, figure it out, figure it out how to do it and get it done. Agreed. Whatever it takes. Agreed. Agreed. Now it sounds like you already threw out a great book, but maybe that will be the book you're saying, or maybe you want to add another one to it. But if there was a book that would help individuals, maybe a book that has inspired you, helped you become a better person or be a stronger wholesaler, what book would you recommend to our listeners? Well, so I just barely finished the book, the E-Myth. I don't remember. I'm Michael bad with Gerber. who the authors are. Michael What's that? Gerber. Yeah, Michael Gerber. Correct. Yep. Yes. I love that book because it, it applies directly in the stage that I am currently in my business. You know, so now we're now we're in the scaling stage of my business where you know, like we have an acquisition manager, we have three cold callers, we have two virtual assistants, and it's all kind of you know the the book is perfect for those that are kind of in the next step of their of their wholesaling career. You know, I I would definitely recommend the book for the book on negotiating real estate. You have to start with that one, but once you start scaling up and you kind of got the system going, the e-myth is perfect. It definitely deep dives how you are able to, or what you need to do in order to scale your business correctly and efficiently and to the best of your ability. Love it. That's my book. Brian, my man, I want to thank you personally for being on the podcast today. You've done an amazing job and delivered so much value for those that are just get into it. And quite frankly, those that are doing a ton of deals can learn so much from this. So I want to thank you for taking your time. I know you are busy at work and you are going to be crushing it the rest of this day and, and the rest of this week and the rest of this year. So from me and Tom, personally, thank you for uh, being on this podcast and delivering so much value to our listeners. Hey, thanks, Cody. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're awesome too. Thanks, man. All right. Tribe and Rhino Nation, we've just done another amazing episode where Brian has showed us step-by-step how to negotiate deals, how to overcome mindset, and how to just put, when your back's up against the wall, how you just got to go out there and just make things happen. You got to take massive action and things start to work your way. So if you're new to this, again, remember, it's all about taking action. If there's anything you can learn from this episode, Hopefully you wrote down a bunch of gold nuggets, but one of the big ones that I love is his perseverance, his action, action, action. As he took that action, he found his way into becoming a very successful wholesaler. So if each of you want to go over and look at, uh, download this this podcast that's going to be coming out, you can definitely do so. And also go through our testimonials. You'll see people all over this country that are doing this. So go to wholesalinginc.com. That's wholesalinginc.com. Click on the testimonials tab and it will inspire you and motivate you to let you know that you can do it. There's people all around here doing it in your backyard and all across this great nation. And if you need help building your personal wholesaling business, you can book a call with our team and we will be glad to speak with you and give a free strategy call with you. And if we like what you have to say, we just might invite you to be part of the tribe. Until next time, Rhino Nation, we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. God bless. 
That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.